And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session. We are here for episode 36 of the podcast. And we are back today with another Boston Artists Review. This is volume five. And Sam is again with us, our producer. So <laughs> back in back in the building. And we are here for, like I said, another Boston Artists Review. I can't wait to tackle in 10 more artists that we've been listening to and guys that we definitely want to uh, give some recognition that are doing big things in the Boston and Massachusetts music scene in general. Uh, we also also have a volume six coming uh, in just a couple of weeks as well. So we're going to be you know pounding these out every, probably every other week or so. Uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned for those. If you guys missed any of the four previous volumes we've done, make sure you check those out in our uh, catalog and go follow our playlist, uh, Best of Boston, that is out on Spotify. But before we jump into that, I want to talk about uh, a little something that I've been seeing uh, go around the last couple of weeks. And I definitely want to talk about uh, some pop culture stuff, uh, in particular, Lil Baby. And uh, so recently, it seems as though Lil Baby um, is getting a lot of comparisons to Lil Wayne. And apparently came to the point where uh, Lil Wayne, I guess, is saying that Lil Baby is actually his favorite artist, believe it or not, oh, which I've is kind of, yeah, yeah. And I guess Baby obviously had him on his new album. And... He recently just dropped, well, I guess not super recently, maybe almost a month ago now, but he dropped that single, uh, The Bigger Picture, that I'm really excited to talk about a little bit right now because I really like it. But I first want to address the Lil Wayne, Lil Baby comparisons because I just, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is my thing with, with, these, with this type of stuff. I, I don't like when people say the next of anything. You know what I mean? Like, I... Yeah. I almost feel like everybody, and I, I have been a prisoner of that too. Like I think I've even said on the show that like Earth Gang is the next Outcast, which which <laughs> I kind of want to maybe double yeah, back on because yeah, because I don't I don't want to make it sound like anybody's biting anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. But when it comes to Little Baby, I for just me personally, I've never really been a huge fan of his. I his I don't know. I think honestly, and I I think it's his voice that's really yeah. is what doesn't do it for me. And I, I, I honestly understand why people enjoy his music and why he's hot right now. I, I, I he definitely fits the mold of the guys like you know guys like Gunna and you know Lil Uzi Vert, just to name a f name a few. But and I've traditionally never been into these guys, but I did obviously review uh, a couple episodes back uh, Lil Uzi Vert's latest album, mm. and which. It took me for a bit of a ride because I actually liked that album. Yeah, I was shocked that you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you know me for a long time. You know. you know that like my music taste is very much more in jazz rap. Yeah. I like, and I do like some mainstream stuff. It's not that I don't. I just with Lil Baby and guys like like him. I mean, put however I don't want to say I put all these guys group all these guys together, but you know I've just never been a big fan of them, and it's just it's just the way it is. But with this song, the new song, the bigger picture. I'm really enjoying. I did kind of go back recently and listen to My Turn, which is his newest album that I guess just mm -hmm. went. Yeah. I don't know if it went platinum. I don't think it went platinum, but it's definitely number. It was definitely number one for a while. And here's the thing: I didn't hate it 
either. Like, like that's where I'm, I'm kind of coming back to this. I kind of like putting my foot in my mouth a little bit because for the longest time I was so against Lil Uzi Vert yeah. and so against Lil Baby. And then I listened to Lil Uzi Vert, obviously, and I, and I actually enjoyed about half of it. And there are a couple of songs there that I actually still kind of go back to a little bit. And it's interesting because, you know, when this bigger picture song came out, I was pretty floored actually believe it or not like i thought it was yeah i thought it was fantastic (laughs) and then that's what kind of made me go back and listen to my turn because when my turn came out i didn't really give it as much of a chance didn't give it its due diligence i can't say i'll go back to it but it's not trash no and and i and i actually want to give baby some props because it seems like he's really elevating himself to a point where he is an artist that I think is is definitely has some you know is reputable and and certainly a guy that I don't think is you know trash by any means. But I would definitely want to break down this bigger picture song just because you know obviously with the you know civil and uh, civil unrest and the social injustices going on right now, I just thought it would be you know a, a great time to just kind of break the song down a little bit. But man, he drops some things on this song that I don't think a lot of artists are even going towards right now, or maybe they are, but they're not even actually saying it as eloquently as Baby did on this track, man. Like, I think it's unbelievable. Like, the line here that that got me, like, right off the bat was, every colored person ain't dumb, and all white's not racist. I'd be judging by the mind and the heart. I ain't really into faces. Like, that is such a mature... Yeah thing to say he is really articulating it in a, in a sense that is super like real yeah and poignant you know what i mean like you know i mean it's just there's so much here from a you know an actual experience perspective because like yeah. you know you and i are not per people of color so we don't really really know what a lot of these these people go through in this sense and actually yeah. it's it's interesting because um i don't know if you saw this recently uh, Lauren Holiday. Did you see Drew Holiday's wife? She used to play soccer. She was, uh, men- no. she was on the women's national team. No, I don't know. Check out that article that she wrote. It's very, again, like, I don't hate to use the word eye-opening again, but very just like eye-opening. And she also talks about it in a very articulate way too, where she basically talks about a time when she was driving with Drew's sister and there was a cop behind them and she, I guess Lauren didn't really think twice about it, but um, the sister was like kind of, you could tell she was tensing up, freaking out, and kind of said something about it, and then they pulled them over. And I guess essentially, long story short, Drew came by about 10 minutes later with their IDs because the cops wanted their IDs. They didn't have them on them. And Drew came by, gave the girls their IDs, went to go leave, and the dude put them in cuffs. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it was like this whole thing. And then I guess another officer came down, to like they were they were like discussing if they were going to arrest him or not and the other guys like he's like hey you know that's true holiday right yeah and as if that even matters but <laughs> that's the thing it's like if it can happen to drew holiday yeah. Oh, yeah then it can it can happen to anybody and anybody that's of color so that's why like when little baby's talking about this he's not even really talking about himself he's talking about he everyone else yeah. like his entire you know Really, the, not only the people he cares about, but just in his circle, society, but like, society in general, right? Like, and then the the hook is where like it, it really gets me again too, where he says like it's bigger than black and white. It's the problem, the whole way of life. It can't change overnight, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week or two weeks ago, I should say, with uh, with J Cole and No yeah. Name, right? And like, I, and, and like I actually had a really awesome conversation with Taha about this because he wanted to address, he wanted to talk about this because he was saying like 
you know, someone like J. Cole, and I, and I want to go back to that just a little bit because uh, something he said made a lot of sense to me too, where he said he was expecting J. Cole to speak on it because J. Cole does have an audience and does have, and a lot of his audience is white, even though he's kind of addressed some of this in his music, he wants Cole to come out and like make a legitimate statement. And I, and I agreed with him that, and I said, you know, I think that if he, if all he ever talks about with this whole thing is the no name, the no name controversy, that's on Cole. Mm -hmm. If at any point, you know, Cole comes out and says something bigger, I think any of the backlash he gets will kind of obviously be kind of forgotten about. But if Cole never says anything else and he stays quiet, that's a little bit messed. Like once, because Cole essentially was saying, I need time to process. Exactly. So once you've had the time, Cole, however much time that is, if you don't get, you know, anywhere with else with it, I don't know. And Baby, I think, is understanding that concept that Cole was kind of saying. But I think he says it in a way more articulate way. Like, obviously, like, it's not going to change overnight, but we got to start somewhere. Might as well go start, uh, head start here. We gonna we had done a hell of a year. Um, I'm going to make a count while I'm here. God is the only man that I fear. Like, he clearly obviously feels like he wanted to, that he has a big enough platform where, like I don't like for me personally, like a lot of my students really like Lil Baby, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like new wave, man. <laughs> right. So I think that I just want to applaud him essentially with this with this song because I really believe that with him coming out and addressing something like this, kind of knowing that he has a, a bit of a younger crowd, he's really addressing a lot of, you know, teenagers and young adults. So I love that because I think he, mm-hmm. in the way he puts this song and the way he talks about it, it it really is a mature outlook. And I want to just, like I said, I wanted to really applaud him for it. And, you know, I'm glad that it that he allowed me to kind of open my eyes about it initially because his song was one of the first that I heard and I was like, wow, like I was really impressed. And yeah, I, I like I even say he was even just, you know, telling even uh these young people to vote like stuff right. like that like that's amazing dude like i love that a rapper is 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 saying things like this you know what i mean so anyway just just shout out to little baby because i i definitely didn't see this coming from him and i'm glad that we got it because i think that it's stuff like this again to keep the dialogue continuing yeah. is so important um, and kind of circulating back to why I wanted to put this in the, in the beginning with, I don't obviously think he's Lil. He's I don't think he's even in the stratosphere of Lil Wayne when it comes to musically. But I will say this: I don't know if Lil Wayne's ever made a song like this. That was mm. that I can think of up top of my it's head. Tough. Yeah, you know, I'm sure we could find plenty of. I'm sure people are like, "You kidding me? You don't know this, that?" You know? Oh, like, I believe it. No, for sure. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Like at least with Cole, when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, neighbors." Like it, it, it yeah, was able yeah. to come to me very uh-huh. quickly. But anyway, no, I just wanted to address that quickly because I thought that Lil Baby. No, I don't think he's the next Lil Wayne. I think that's kind of too much pressure to put on on anybody. Like again, I I I did that with Earth Gang and Outcast, and you know probably a little wrong of me there, but like I just I just think that little baby, you know, if he continues down a road like this where he's talking on some real stuff and has a lot to he clearly has a lot to say, so I, I think if he can put it in ways like this a little bit more often, he's gonna draw in more listeners like me that yeah. didn't really take him too seriously to begin with. 
So, yeah, so big props to, to Lil Baby. Uh, no, I don't think he's, like I said, don't think he's the next Lil Wayne per se, but I love what he is doing in the rap game right now. Uh, and and, and, I, and I'm glad that he's being a positive influence. But now let's dive into our Boston Artists review for this week. We have, uh, like I said, volume five. We have 10 tracks here that uh, Sam and I are going to break down and discuss for you guys. The first is going to kind of, you know, coincide with what we were just talking about. Amir Max, a uh, Boston rapper. He also is the host of the Tempa Zone podcast. He dropped a song called What Side Are You On? with some commentary uh, on this exact topic. I'm fighting for it. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. What side? I'm fighting. I'm fighting for it. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. What side? I'm fighting. I'm fighting for it. Police fucked up. The system is a blame. They see my dark skin. And since we not the same, if you need blood to live, but you see my veins are struggling all plight. They don't want to understand. It's stubborn. Nothing but facts in the air, but to them it ain't clear. So sick in the head about color. Always got to play our part with that letter to the arts. Better say what they want. One minute out of line. A punishment to say it. Who fit to face the truth? It's a pair someone hate us. Peaceful protest. All right, Amir Max. Uh, man. Phew. Yeah. That was a banger. That's like, not only, not only is that song like have a lot of energy to it obviously he's talking on some real shit too like along some of the similar things along the lines of little baby uh more so let's talk about the instrumental first though i love the stark almost like eclectic sounding keys that are on that it's very dark definitely got anger in there obviously oh for sure the you, you know that's actually a good point because the the instrumental definitely plays into like the frustration he's yeah, kind of showing sad. a little bit. That totally makes sense. I shouldn't really think about that. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the beat to this. I think there's like the 808s are great. It's got a great bass. Um, he needs even has some reverb uh, mixed in the back. Uh, the beat's just kind of like very industrial sounding. Uh, and I love his commentary, like all about like really fighting what's wrong. Uh, his argument is essentially like, what side are you on? Essentially, quote unquote. And I hate to, I, my commentary with this on my, I put this on my personal Instagram as well uh, a while ago. I said something along the lines of, I don't think any anything should be binary, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, I just almost think that this is the one exception to that where it's like, okay, you're either, there's a lot of ways to be right in this situation and there's a lot of ways to be wrong. But I think that line is very much divided. <laughs> Regardless of what your actions are, what you're posting on social media, and really anything that has to do with you know this issue, it's pretty clear what is the right things to do right now, and what are the wrong things to do, what are the right things to post, what are the wrong things to post. And I I agree with him here. Uh, he obviously says as well the system is the problem. Very similar to something that little baby was saying. Uh, he talks about the peaceful protests. Uh, questions and blames the media on this, which I agree with it, man. Like the media just the media, it pisses me off, dude. Like both sides, because when you're looking at anything like CNN, Fox, these guys are just these gals. They just are so like committed to one side, painting their own picture, painting <laughs> exactly painting their picture of what's going on. Like we were even talking about this a little bit the other day when we were like, you know, obviously the coronavirus was something that oh baby even yeah. mentioned that like, what happened to covid song, go, what happened to covid right <laughs> yeah. and like and we were talking so much about the civil unrest and and, and social injustice and, and right, rightfully so i mean it needs its attention and it, it's needed its attention for a long time but we 
stop talking about COVID. Now, like you were even telling me this yesterday where it's like, well, you feel like almost less people are kind of posting about this. And now we're back on the COVID thing because down south and out yeah. west in California, this, the, the numbers are spiking, right? So now the media is now obviously back to COVID. It, it, and, and I've always said this too. I always felt like the media portrays just what is headline grabbing, right? So like they portray something that, you know, is going to get them a lot of viewers. And mm-hmm. I feel like they talk a lot about more like historically, they've talked more about negative things than they have positive things. Yeah. Like are they out front of peaceful protests or are they right out front of the riots? You know, it's like, exactly. It's like, what angle are you taking at that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've, and I think Amir is kind of alluding to that in this song where he's like, just what you see on the media, you know, it doesn't necessarily indicate what's going on in real life. And um, he even said this again, he says a similar thing whenever blue behind me, I get anxiety. I can't imagine that feeling. And Lauren Holiday, going back to her Players Tribune piece, she exuded that same thing when Drew was in handcuffs. She was, I guess, screaming like at this cop, like, that's my husband, like, blah, 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 blah. And the sister, she turned to the sister, and the only thing the sister was doing is standing there with like this scared look on her face, like petrified, right? Because I don't think Lauren understood like how she felt in that situation where it was like, I am so scared for my brother's life right now and like and, and she was Lauren was just thinking more in terms like you can't arrest him like he didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. where the sister was taking it a different way yeah. I mean so anyway I gonna back to Amir here you know he's kind of allowing for a lot of these conversations to, to happen and and I, and I love that he he spoke on it anyway this is just a heavy hitter it's super engaging I really enjoyed this track a ton and I, and I know you were you yeah, were feeling definitely. it too so great job to, to Amir for sure and make sure you guys go check out his podcast, Tepazone. Uh, good stuff. Next, we have Heck Rhymes with Payback as a Dog featuring Rex. There's a lot of really awesome female artists in Boston right now that are doing great things and really pushing along the hip-hop culture. But in terms of heck rhymes, man, I first want to address the sample that she uses on the hook because I had to look it up and it's from Philadelphia soul group the stylistics payback of the same name payback as a dog and it's from the 70s and uh yeah yeah so which is actually kind of funny because uh I was recently just watching Black Klansman again or re-watching it because I'd seen it in theaters actually with uh with Presh actually Mm. but um, that was the Spike Lee movie. I don't know. If, have you seen it? I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. It's well, it's really good. You should definitely yeah. listen to it. But there's a or excuse me, watch it. But um, there's a song about in the first half of the of, of the movie when uh, he's undercover and he's you know he meets this girl who's like a big uh, like Black Panther activist and um, they're dancing to this song and it's called "Too Late to Turn Back Now" by the Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. And bro, I swear. 
like when I was listening to it again when I when I was watching it the other day I was like damn I was like this song is sick like the 70s had such good oh, music bro like yeah, groovy <laughs> yeah like a lot of the samples that you hear in hip hop come from a lot of like the 60s and 70s like like you said the, gro- the groovy tunes I'll, I'll, I'll play it for you a little bit after but I I love how good that music is and when I let, went back to listen to actual like the real payback as a dog from the 70s I was like oh this is dope so and but I, I love how Heck Rhymes flips the sample and uses a lot of the reverb on the background to kind of like immerse it into like this boom bap beat. I really enjoy that a lot. I think it's kind of brilliant the way she does it. And her confidence on her verse is awesome. Like I think she just flows in and out of this beat so smoothly. And I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can because I don't really know if there might be a word or a phrase for it. It might just be me being a little ignorant. But the way she's rhyming is really cool because she'll like every third bar, she'll like stretch out stretch out the bar and and make it longer so that way it catches up the loop like of where the beat starts again like she gives i don't know if i'm explaining that correctly but like it's very unique how she does it and rex does it a little bit as well on his on his verse which i'll get to in just a second but she really like shows off a lot of talent a lot of lyrical talent and i love some of her lines here man like she says, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time heavily rethinking about what I deserve. Restless insertions, sweating like hot wings and words. Uh, first album to hit stores with a claim in a while. Um, really, this whole verse is kind of her. And really, the song is her kind of like proving people wrong. Um, you know what I mean? I think as well in hip hop, traditionally, I think women, not, not so much nowadays, but I think for a long, historically for a long time, women have been you know, repressed within the hip hop scene, kind of looked down upon a little bit. And I think lately, within the last maybe, I'd say probably since the 2000s, I think that female hip hop artists have really like risen and, and kind of shown as that they're just as talented and here to stay. And so I, I love this track a ton, man. I think it's great. And she really like shows a lot of really confidence on her verse. Rex, on the other hand, oh man, he's a he's a Boston hip hop legend. Uh, B Leafs put me on to this guy way back. Uh, I believe he's actually on the horizon, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. And he delivers like a really just grimy, gritty, tough verse that contrasts super well with Hex verse. Uh, it, again, it's dope to see her getting respect from a guy like Rex. And and I think that it, you know she's like I said, she's crazy talented and. The women artists right now in Boston are really doing some great things, and Heck Rhymes is definitely one of those. So you definitely want to definitely check out more of her stuff. She has an album, I believe, called Lion Heart, that is very good that I've listened to a while back. Hero actually is the guy that put me on to put me on to her. Oh, you know who else is on this album too? Is uh, Ghost of the Machine, who's another like legend. So I, I know you texted me this morning. You were like, dude. This this, this yeah, that sample. That I didn't sample. even know she sampled that off something like that. So I was just like, damn. Well, shit. I originally, I well, it sounded like a sample to me. I mean, if it, I was like, either she's got a gorgeous voice, yeah. or <laughs> which she's got a great rap voice too. Don't get don't get me wrong, but I was like, either she's got a phenomenal singing voice, or this she sampled this. Which of course, like I said, she sampled it. But I love the way she flipped it and kind of mm. integrated it and made yeah. it her own. Yeah. So really great stuff here. And uh, speaking of, you know hip-hop moguls in within the Boston scene. Uh, we got Millie's with RLS. Can't believe that bitch cheated, had to cut her off. It wasn't worth it. 
Tell me up, I think it's crazy, but I like the pain Already feel like I've been hurt, so it's like twice the pain When you see so much death, can't look at life the same When you see so much death, can't look at life the same Yeah, I've been dealing with some real shit I've been dealing with some real life shit I've been going through some real shit I've been going through some real life shit And when it's time for me to die, I hope I die on my terms But the ashes for my urn So Millie's uh, Definitely a guy that has been around for a little while now. I think I think he at least popped off the scene, I want to say, late 2000s, early 2010s, I want to say. Uh, definitely a different track for him, uh, at least from what I've heard of his. Very touching and uh, more atmospheric, heavenly. Really, I mean, it's a gorgeous track. I think the piano is fantastic. Uh, backing vocals are awesome as well. And I want to. I, want, I actually want to say one thing about about Millie's that I really like. Uh, so he grew up in Cambridge, uh, right outside Boston, and I've now heard two different interviews with him in the last couple of months. He was on CW TFB Radio actually with with Charlie Machine. Shout out Charlie, nice. and uh, he was on Golden Deer as well with Connor Hallway. And shout out Connor. He's a he's a great dude too, doing awesome things uh, in the Boston podcast scene. But on those episodes, on those interviews. He talks a lot about like his special education, like growing up. And I just want to say that like this is this is a classic kid where it's like somebody that has a ton of talent, you just have to like hone in and focus. So anybody that's a teacher out there, like or a struggling student, whatever, just understand that you definitely have a purpose in life. And for teachers out there that, you know, you know, that kids that have, you know, struggle with learning disabilities and things like that, that to kind of really try to focus on honing in their skills and figuring out like what makes them tick, I think is so important. And it seems like, you know, Millie's is very inspired by a lot of the things that was happening to him when he was young. And luckily for him, he was able to get out of his situations and that he was in and like make something of himself. And I, I love that. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, talk about that real, real quick because I, I just want to, you know, I want to give him his props for for getting out of these you know these issues that he's talking about really in this song like it really gets very introspective here talking about substance abuse talking about you know family struggles talking about trouble with the law like even an unfaithful partner um and then he even has a line here where he talks about like he likes you know getting tattoos because it he actually like likes the pain which I think Pete Davidson actually talks about that too, believe Jeez. it or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm somebody that has a lot of tattoos as well, not nearly as many as Pete Davidson and Millie's, yeah. but I I get that sense where it's like, it is it is a bit therapeutic getting tattoos. Like if you're, if that's something you're into, like I, the very first time you get them, they're, they're definitely painful. But I, I really like a lot of the things that Millie's, talking, Millie's is talking about here. When you see so much death, can't look at life the same. That really, that line really stuck out to me big time. Cause I know, like I said, I know he, came from a tough upbringing and obviously along with that tough upbringing he had issues in school and things like that so just for just for him to be able to do what he's doing now and actually he just recently actually had covid wow and he luckily survived it thank god but like just for him someone that struggled so much to see him now successful is is really great and i think he would be a good person for like like I said, kids that struggle in school that maybe if you, maybe if you've dealt dyslexia or ADHD or really whatever your issue is, like looking at a guy like him and saying, okay, like I I can make something of myself and I and then there is a purpose for me here and I really I really just like I said enjoy 
you know, hearing somebody that has these issues and, and talking about them and is so open about them. Cause I think that that's not talked about as much, you know, like kids, if like, if anybody, any famous people had issues in school, I feel like they don't talk about it as much. Like, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited that he's actually getting on these platforms and actually discussing it, uh, shows off a lot of singing ability and vocal capability in the hook. Uh, the only complaint I had, I know you kind of mentioned this a little bit too, Sam, is that you wish it was a little longer. And I agree. It's such a beautiful track. Probably one of the most beautiful songs I've heard from him in his discography. So uh, he's really talking on some real life shit. So a lot of that, a lot of that was real life. So shout out Millie's man. Uh, keep doing your thing. I know he, I think he's living in New York now, if I'm not mistaken, but um, still puts on for mass big time. So big shout out to Millie's there. And another girl that is, really doing some big things right now is Vintage Lee. And I want to talk about her new song, Vintage Like Lee, featuring Made in Tokyo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, weak in the knees. Yeah, chain on freeze. Yeah, hold up, please. Yeah, check on my seas. Oh, check overseas. Yeah, body on fleet. Double my G's. Vintage Like Lee. Oh, Vintage Like Lee. Diamonds on me, finish like Lee. Yeah, finish like Lee. Hit it runway and you know they don't flee. Finish like Lee, smoking that pound. Who got it treat? Finish like Lee, don't try that shit. No, I know that I'm, I'm gonna actually be pretty contradictory right now because I know at the beginning of this episode I said that I don't think Lil Baby is the next Lil Wayne, and even if he, even if I thought that. I don't like that comparison because I don't like when we compare. You could say, oh, maybe he draws some influences from Lil Wayne, right? But is he's not the next Lil Wayne. Vintage Lee. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Tierra Whack? Mm. Philadelphia rapper. She got big last year. Uh, maybe actually maybe actually two years ago. It was, 20, actually it was 2018. She dropped this, this album called Whack World that was 15 songs. And each song was a minute long. And she dropped these visuals to it and that are just amazing. But she raps very similarly to how Vintage Lee does. So they, they have like that going for them. And while I've it's funny because I've I've always thought that Tierra Wack was really unique in the way that she rhymed, in the way that she delivered her her bars and just like her cadence and her and her voice, that it was like an almost a novelty. And while I don't think that Vintage Lee is biting her or anything like that, or that, you know, that they're that anything like that, I love that there's another artist that I can kind of group in that category that's actually doing something unique and similar to how Tierra Wack is. So this track is amazing, man. I love it. The production is crazy. Uh, big shout out to Business Boy and Yeah Ali who did the, did the hook, uh, excuse me, did the production on this song. I love the piano. I love the 808. Uh, that siren sounding synth, or it even maybe it is a. I don't even know if it's a synth. Uh, I don't know what instrument it even is. It even could be a vocal sample potentially. That's super cool, and it's just very catchy, man. Like I just love the way she flows. Like her cadence, like I said, is very. Uh, seems she seems like effortless. How she's just spitting. It know? is effortless, it's doesn't like, it? Yeah. Nice. yeah, doesn't it sound effortless? Like it almost seems as, like she just kind of went in there and like you could just tell that this is like her personality. You know what I mean? Like it really, her personality really comes out in this song. And I like a lot of the stuff she's put out previously. Uh, Odin's actually put me onto her. He was nice. that's how I that's how I kind of got into her. And hey, man, I'm not a huge Made in Tokyo fan, but Ooh. for her to yeah, <laughs> but for her to get him on this track just kind of indicates where she kind of sits in the yeah, industry. Definitely. That 
and I'm going to talk about this with another artist on volume six, another female artist on volume six, spoiler alert. Actually, probably actually no scar two on volume six that I'm going to talk about that have very similar, but you can just tell that she's getting cosigns all over the place. Not only just in Boston, I'm talking like on a national level, getting someone like made in Tokyo on your track, huge. And I I like his addition. I think it's, I think it works. I mean, I'm again, I've never been a huge fan of his, but within this song, awesome. Oh yeah. I, to be honest with you, when I was preparing for this this week, out of the crop here, I think this is the song I might have played the most, just because I was like, "Damn, that's so sick!" I want to. Yeah. I just, I gotta replay it back. I mean, big, big, big shout out to Vintage Lee, and I'm a huge fan, and I can't wait to hear more of what she has coming next because she's got a lot of great songs in her catalog. And anybody that's fans of Tierra Whack, you're gonna fall in love with this girl right away. And obviously, she's hometown Boston, so support her as well. You know. So the next song, our boy. Aristotle Jones, Walk Away, featuring Lucy Brock. Pops to the vacay, heads upside down, no mayday. This is so sweet like a payday. Uh, spin the bitch ride like a baby. I be on top, motherfucker mainstay. Rappers kids messed up, uh, no melee. I don't give a rat's ass, fuck what they say. Chopping these bombs, coming cause you're crazy. Man, it's amazing, so incredible. Had a few shots, I'm tripping out of the boat. Fan life shit, but I feel like kinda better though. And my tunes get them hooked up like fentanyl. I be sitting set of though, man of the crowd. Can't speak up, two shots to your mouth, two shots to the gut, three shots to your house. Anybody wanna fuck with me right now? No, probably not. I'm a damn good shot at a random stuff. And your man just pop, let me the pop. I wanna smoke, till in the winter I'm cold in the frozen. So I'm bringing out with my God flow, singing this shit like it's gospel. I'm telling with my apostles, in this I kick up a trot too. Uh, you walk around like your hot shit, no. Marblehead, Massachusetts, artist, rapper, singer, producer, and uh, now goes to Berkeley School of Music as well in Boston. So wow. he, yeah, so he's got a lot of talent, clearly. And this song, man, is one of my favorites coming out of Boston so far this year. I love that guitar sample. I think it's absolutely amazing, dude. And it has almost like a rock star vibe, but like yeah. it still is rooted in like hip-hop because you know obviously he adds in some synths and some 808s and the way he rhymes over this speed (laughs) yeah (laughs) but the cool thing about it is like he's rapping fast but you can still hear what he's saying yeah yeah definitely like that's the biggest thing to me where it's like i i don't always love if you can just rap fast if you just rap fast i mean that's great you're talented but yeah so that part can sometimes be a little bit where I'm like, eh, all right. It can almost come off as gimmicky. Not the case at all here. It almost feels to me, and obviously, like, if you kind of understand the whole point of the song, where it's like, obviously, the hook is, you know, you walk around like you're hot shit. You know who the fuck you're dealing with. If you got nothing left to say, speak your piece and walk away. So he's basically, obviously, he's angry, mm-hmm. right? He's pissed. There's obviously a heightened anxiety here. So he's either in an argument with this person or like angry at this person or like they're angry at him and like he's frustrated there's something there obviously and it comes out perfectly not only in the hook but throughout the whole song yeah i love how they both are on the hook too but then she just like takes control because her voice is just amazing um What's her name? Lucy Sorry. Frost, Lucy. Okay. which I tried to look her up and she doesn't, she's not on Spotify. I couldn't really figure out who she was. Maybe she's a Berkeley college student potentially. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I'd have to ask Aristotle, but uh, her, like, I agree with you. Her Powerful. Con- yeah. yeah. Her contribution on that hook is so great because it would have been, 
the song would still be great if it was just Aristotle, mm-hmm. right? Like I would still enjoy it, but Lucy really adds that extra layer, that extra dynamic that just makes this whole yeah. hook pop. And really like for me, I love like you're saying the way that they the way that they sing in unison and then she just kind of yeah, takes it over. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> brings it in because he he's he's a good singer he's not i mean he's not he i don't think he's on her level i think she's a phenomenal singer obviously amazing at writing and he's great at obviously the the rapping ability and and the instrumentation and kind of he has a great ear for beats and all that stuff but she's a phenomenal she really just kind of adds that extra layer to the song that really just makes it so kick-ass dude like Mm -hmm. like i said you can just hear the pain the frustration and really the song to me man like i said one of my favorites of the year like Mm -hmm. So good. Aristotle, huge shout out to him. He's a guy that uh, definitely got some stuff in the works with him. So I want to say too much on that, but definitely a guy that is uh, working with us pretty closely. And uh, you guys want to make make sure you stay tuned for for some stuff coming up with with Aristotle. So transitioning from there, we're going to transition to Springfield, Massachusetts rapper Austin Fair with one of his new songs called Spectacular. Honestly, this rap shit kinda easy, I'll be honest, dog. Niggas sitting me like, when you dropping, boy, the climb is off. Most these rappers lying about their life, or they be cotton soft. I'm a scholar, so it's never hard to get these lines across. Took the time to give you all this peace of mind to write these songs. Used to skip out class to just get high inside my college dorm. We say fuck the rules, cause at the top there be all kinds of wrong. All these niggas jacking, I feel like a father to your squad. Flashy nigga, why these hoes be batting lashes at your boy? I'm a ball, whether I'm at Rucker Park or Marshall Roy. I destroy every expectation that they try to force. These lyric swords might hit you from your vertebrae down to your shorts. Ask me if this album is a classic, I just say of course. Day one, it's been me and Hum, the best you've seen before. Massachusetts rap ain't nothing like this. We don't So I know you really are enjoying Austin. Uh, yes. His his new tape Pioneer is awesome. Yeah, yeah. oh my god. And I think then he I played it twice today. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good. And then he has that other what's oh my god, what's that other song I'm I'm forgetting off the top of my head. The one that's like a minute long that's uh, really good. Tissue, um I don't remember. Official tissue. Official tissue, that's right. Okay. So Austin Fair, like I said, from Springfield. Uh, Humbeats obviously did the beat. You heard that at the very beginning, his little, you know, his ad lib there. He's from Randolph, and he's actually, like, bigger than I realized. He's done some work with Dave East in the past. So he's definitely a guy that has, you know, some clout or or recognition. Recognition's the better word, not clout. That's the wrong word. But uh, so they work really well together. I think Humbeats did, if I'm not mistaken, did a a few tracks on this Pioneer album. Or maybe he did all of them. I can't actually remember. But uh, the percussion, as far as Humbeats goes... The percussion's amazing on this. I love the hi hats. The keys are very eclectic sounding. And then the I love when when artists when when uh, producers do this when you know there's those horns that come in on the hook that give it kind of that jazzy feel. And then he sprinkles it a little bit into the verse. This is especially like towards the back end of his of Austin's verses when you know the hook's coming up. You know you hear that faint horns in the background, <laughs> and then they're such more they're more grand, you yeah, know, yeah. In, in in the hook. And I love Austin's bars because they're so clear. Like, you can really hear what he's saying. He's rapping at a pace where, like like I said, it's clear, it's honest, and he's got some really clever bars, man. Like, I love the angle that he takes with this song. Uh, you know, obviously in the first verse, he's talking more about, like, 
you know, rappers kind of lying about their lives to sound a little bit more interesting or like talking street shit to make them sound tougher. He's breaking down stigmas and stereotypes, um, you know, about obviously content in the game, saying that rap rappers can even be clicky and how they kind of pick sides. Like how many, how many times have we heard this in Boston too, where like, you know, people just stay to their clicks and don't like branch out and don't want to like, you know, fuck with you and stuff like that. Like, I think he's really kind of getting into those like nitty gritty, like, issues like in the within the rap game and i love the confidence he brings on this song and he just puts it in a way that's like not off-putting or preachy you know what i'm saying i think that that's the biggest thing with it because a song like this could have easily sounded like he's talking down to you but it really doesn't sound that way at all one of the lines that i really wanted to point out was i wasn't born with all this sauce but i always knew i had the passion so basically essentially essentially saying hey like as long as you've got passion like you're gonna get to where you need to be like just because you know, I'm starting to see some success with my music, you know, it comes from a place of passion and always has passed. You know what I'm saying? So I love that. Austin, I think, is really putting out some conscious hip hop in this Massachusetts scene that is necessary and, and needed. And I think sky's the limit for him. I mean, he's working with a guy like Humbeats. I think they work super well together. You know, I think, again, there's a lot of guys on this list and gals on this list that, I mean, some of the, ga- the gals are already killing it. Like, Vintage Lee's already already there. But a guy like Austin, I think, is not that far away. Yeah. Really is. Um, yeah, so big, big shout-out to, to Austin Fair. I, I love this track a lot. And like I said, I know we love we love the tape, Pioneer. Yeah, so awesome tape. Make sure you guys go uh, check that out. Like, eight tracks. It's 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 a quick, quick yeah, hitter. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. Easy. Like I said, I went through it twice today, and it was just like... Ooh. Damn. <laughs> yeah. The next track here, we got Lil Nicky with Love Hurts. And I just caught the limo, but yeah, I can park it So let's go, yeah, I said let's go, yeah I might walk into the shopping, I might just have that involvement Told her I don't really care, though, quarantine feeling weird, See me walk around with Louie, know I'm mixing with the Gucci Yeah, I feel like I'm a movie, my life it feels like a movie I just be playing a two-piece, my bitch is coming in two-piece I don't even know what I do so I gotta be honest, all right. And I actually think Lil Nicky would know this anyway, so that's fine. But I just want to let everybody know here too that when Nicky first reached out to us, we've been this is a guy we've been in contact with for like a little while now. I think the beginning of the quarantine actually is when he first reached out to us. If I'm not mistaken, uh, longer than that. But was it before that? Yeah. Was it actually? I don't. But regardless of when it was, it's definitely been a little while. And I remember the first song he sent to me, I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head, but I was not really feeling it. And I remember telling him, being like, hey man, this isn't really for me, but I can see the appeal. Like I can see how some people might enjoy this, right? Like he's really kind of riding that like emo rap mm. um, like wave. But it still is like upbeat too, especially this song. Well, this song yeah. particularly, yeah. yes. It, it it definitely has an emo rap feeling to it, but you're right. It definitely is. It's not like Lil Peep. Like, like yeah. he sounds a little bit like him in, in a sense, but yeah. but not... Like the, I think it's the way he pitches the vocals, his yeah. vocals, and kind of uses his auto-tune and things like that. But regardless, this song I actually really like, and, yeah. I, and I listen to quite often. And 
I've been telling them this too because I'm like, dude, I think you're improving every single song literally. you're dropping out. Like I'm literally like I almost feel like I've watched this kid now. Like I don't want to say grow; it's the wrong word, but I've seen this like the progression yeah, of him. He's, he's young right? in six what months. I think he's yeah, still in high school or like seventeen, eighteen. Dude. But he does a lot. So. Of he stuff does a lot of it himself. Own, like... Yeah, he's self made. Like he's got like guys like that are one man shows like him, like Jay Faith. Right? I've talked to conversations with Jay Faith about him. You know, Washi is another guy that does everything in house, like all yeah. himself. And you know, a lot of I'm sure a lot of these guys and gals do. But it's Nikki specifically being as young as he is. And trying to hone in on a sound that is modern, but also has a little bit of originality to it. Because I don't think this quite sounds like anything that I've heard. But I can hear some of the influences that he has within like mainstream sounding hip hop nowadays. And specifically emo hip hop and and things like that. So, Nicki just, for me, man, like, I think sky's the limit for this kid. I really do. Because I think think he's going to garner a lot of fans that are like his age right and he's motivated you yeah. can tell man so like back to the, the song love hurts which i mean like i said I'm, I'm loving the guitar sample is awesome i i think it even sounds like this should like be on on the radio yeah. i think, I could, I would, I think that's I, what i said to you i was like did you? Dude, this could be on the radio i think it could be <laughs> yeah like if i heard this on the radio i would probably wouldn't think twice about it and like i said i think he uses the auto tune on his voice really well i think he's got a good ear for mixing it to sound yeah. catchy but like some some and then like I said put it this way like a lot of the some of the emo rap I've listened to like I don't want to keep going back to Lil Peep but some of the stuff Lil Peep put out I almost didn't I don't I, I felt uh, off I don't know man I would love Lil Peep do I've you been love on Lil a Peep big Lil Peep uh, binge <sighs> I just love that dark some of it I like I just love the strings like I'm a sucker for strings sure you know? I hear that yeah I'm wondering that's actually would be a question for him I would have that I actually want to actually want to ask him because I don't know if that if that guitar's him I know I don't know if he sampled that himself or if he got the sample elsewhere but either way it sounds really good. And then, and then topically, from what I can gather, it sounds like he's criticizing, like, loving material items and, like, being consumed with, like, what that lifestyle can bring. So he, like you're saying, he's a smart kid. He understands the culture. He gets it. He, I think he understands, like, what sounds are going to work for him and his style and then also what's going to, like, garner, like, you know, streams and people to listen. But then he also seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders where it's, like, he knows that the material items are not the end goal at all right now. And like, it's more about, you know, the connectivity with his fans. Like you, I mean, you can just tell, I, I think he really understands what he has to do mm-hmm. and how he has to move for him to be successful in this music thing. So dude, I think he's got to just keep doing what he's doing yeah. and he's doing a great job. It really is for a kid as young as he is. I just want to give him a ton of props because he's doing some good things. All right. I'm actually stunned. We haven't talked about this guy. And on this show, hardly. Uh, Latrell James, one of his new tracks, The Good and the Bad, featuring DJ Grumble. Rolling, 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 nights full of love, full of moments. I got wings to grow up on my shoulders, chasing sun and falling to the ocean. Rolling, 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 we deserve everything that's golden. Ups and downs, been a roller coaster. Parents told me wait till I get older, yeah. To the window, to the wall, to my kinfolk. Alive. Peeking through the window, don't get caught up inside. I just to the fashion in my heart. 
So Latrell James is actually, believe it or not, he's one of these guys that uh, got invited from Boston that got invited out to the uh, the Dreamville. Sessions. Deservedly so. <laughs> very, very much deservedly so. But with Latrell, don't you think his sound would fit so perfectly oh, with those guys? Exactly. What I was just thinking when we listened to that. <laughs> like Dreamville, if you're listening, you're not. But like, if you are, like, you got to sign capitalize. This, dude. Capitalize. <laughs> this is the guy. Like he. Oh. And clearly, he's a guy that does a lot more production than he does rapping, which I don't really know why, because I think he's a great rapper. And I mean, well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because his his beats are awesome. Yeah. He was actually on. I know you've been bumping that, too. But that that uh, that Kari album. Oh, this yeah. is weird. Yeah, yeah. He had two songs off that. that Ugly. Yeah. You should sleep with someone else. And then Fuchsia with with mm. Hassan Barclay and Coda the Friend. His beats are sweet dude they're really awesome and for me with with Latrell specifically and what I really like about Latrell is he's able to use these like lo-fi sounding beats but really like give them some dynamic like make them sound dynamic to the point where they're like they got that bouncy like you like like I said they would really be synonymous with guys like Smino Saba and really, any of the Dreamville guys you could point out, like a boss, right? Like I think he'd yeah. sound really good with Ooh, boss. Boss could um, nice on that. So. <laughs> yeah, even um, even Earth Gang to a sense when like not when they do like their like more abrasive, like almost kind of mm-hmm. wacky shit, but like more or less when the, when Johnny Venus can get more in his feels and like in the lo-fi shit, I think Latrell would be awesome with him too. So like, there's a lot of lot of great things about Latrell James, and, and he, like I said, he's one of the bigger names around here right now. I'd say like. But this this song in particular came off of a compilation called Unbeatable. Um, it's called Mission, or or it's by Mission Music, I believe. I, I I have to look a little bit more into it, but I think what it was originally was it was supposed to be it was like a, like if more people that streamed it, they would donate money to like people that were hurting for coronavirus. Like this came out like really early in the pandemic. Mm. And had a bunch of other artists on it, like great local guys that I've like. Rex was on it, Terminology, which if you talk to B Leafs, he'd be like, "Bro, you got to do a Terminology song." Uh, Luke Bars, Andrew Regis, Catman, and Sweeps, who are two like one of the some of the better uh, lo-fi like hip hop. Sweeps uh, is the producer, right? Yeah, 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 and I love Sweeps. John Glass, who's uh, Token's producer, and we're not not Token's producer specifically, but he does a lot with to- with Token. And like M dot and like the EMS guys, mm-hmm. Red Shades, who will get on uh, one of these very soon too. She is another female artist in Boston that's really doing some awesome things too. Cliff Notes, a guy I've talked about previously, but either way, that's a really cool like little compilation there. You guys should all go check out. Uh, we'll link it in the description as well. But in terms of this song specifically, the good and the bad with DJ Grumble, uh, beautiful piano chords in the back. Like I love the sample of like the waves crashing on the beach. That's super cool. Along with "Walk Away," this is probably one of my favorite hooks from the crop here. Uh, you know, I love like the rolling, 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 rolling. Mm. Let's get this. This is so right into it. It's just so <laughs> bouncy, man. Uh, ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. Uh, you know, essentially like I love that line because he's essentially saying like you know when you're young and you don't like you really don't realize like everything that comes with like being an adult i believe he like one of the lines he's out i'm like kind of paraphrasing it i didn't get it specifically but he's basically saying like you know oh, my mom used to tell me that like when i was an adult life would be harder and i didn't realize it at the time and like you you tell people that like when they're young and they're like ah whatever and then you yeah. get to like 
our I age. I want to be an adult. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> you might not want to be. Like, it's it's great. It has its freedoms. There's a lot of, a lot of great things that comes with being an adult, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with being an adult as well. And I really think he's just kind of talking on the song about like growing older, realizing that anything kind of that's good, there's like kind of a bad side to it. I hate to be so kind of like uh, bland with good and bad. I'm just kind of <laughs> using what's it, what the song title is though. But essentially, like as humans, we kind of just have to learn to cope with the bad, and then capitalize on the good when we have it. I think that's really like the 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 sentiment with this song. And um, here's a line here too that I really wanted to. Uh, Middle of the summer, thank God I'm alive. Peeking through the window, don't get caught up inside, which really is synonymous with right now. Uh, a leech to the fashion and my hearts and desires. A roast to Medusa, don't get caught staring in her eyes. So. Kind of, again, going back to what Nikki was saying, don't get caught up in material stuff because it's really not the most important thing, right? And I love the line where it says, peeking through the window, don't get caught up inside because we, I mean, it's, I guess it's great with for right now because we've been caught up inside for so goddamn long and then <laughs> the weather's finally nice. Like, I know social distance and make sure you stay, you know, six feet, whatever the case. But like, hey man, if you're living in New England, no reason to be inside right now. Yeah. Got we got beaches, we got mountains, we got uh, so much outside to do. So, I just I don't know. I, I'm I'm really a big fan of Latrell. I I like a lot of his sounds. I think, like I said, he's super synonymous with like the Dreamville sense. So, if, you know, you like Dreamville, any of those guys. I think Latrell is just kind of an easy transition to. And again, you're 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 supporting a Boston artist that is doing similar things. So I really really appreciate Latrell and. Uh, Glad to see that he's still putting out a lot of good music and working with different guys too. Like I said, that that Kari album is awesome. So make must sure must listen. That's a must listen. Make sure you guys check that out. Next, Bouve, lawsuits four. Hey. Oh, that's a drop, top, top. Every time we drop, it's a pop, pop, pop. I'm finna slide like my Gucci's on. Suck my dick with the TV on. Okay, watch your lip. Watch how you speak. Everybody wanna feel the energy. Say, watch your lip. Watch how you speak. Everybody wanna feel the energy. Say, two phones in the two door. The way the car's coming in, I need two more. This type of life, they gotta sneak you through the back door. I'm really winning, you should pat me on the back more. Oh, you want a verse? All you had to do is ask for it. Sight, I had to triple up the bag for it. But like 40 ounce, I don't drink a soda pop. Why you acting yeah. like that Gucci belt real? So, um, and I know that his producer is Lil Rich, which is the same guy that Stiz, works yeah. a lot with Stiz. So there's kind of a cool connection. I don't know there. if that's obviously not his producer, but sure, he's sure. in, he's out in Cali right now. They, they work together. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking awesome. That is, that is awesome. They've been out there for a while, right? I've yeah. been seen on his Instagram. He's been yeah. on, he's been on LA for a, for a good amount. Yeah. They're dope, dude. They got a lot of good <laughs> stuff. And this is more synonymous with like some of the modern stuff that's coming out now like it's just like a catchy trap banger really you know what i mean it's crazy i almost to me did he i don't know if he produced law for lawsuits for bouvet did he or did i don't know i don't know it'd be interesting to check out i don't know who produced it but does bouvet produce uh yeah i I think he does too right i think he's talented not only as a producer but as as a rapper the song is super dark i really like his flow and he it's kind of druggy, but he also has like a cool personality yeah, too. He's like got he, confidence in there for bravado, sure. Bravado, yeah. Oh, you yeah. can really see that like his his confidence comes out big time on a song like this. Yeah. And yeah, I just think like 
it's again, it's just a, it's a catchy trap banger. Yeah, I think this song gives me confidence. Yeah, like, like Pedro Serrano on Major League down the fucking <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I dude, I I mess with his flow like hardcore on this song. Yeah. and uh, yeah, this is a song I feel like you could just easily just like bump in your whip and just like oh yeah, yeah, and it would bang like <laughs> right down the street, like turning heads, like um, good summer song too. So yeah, dope video too. Yeah, I again like with Bouvet. Definitely, you guys got to go check out more at what he's doing because he's doing some, I think, really cool things out in yeah, L.A. right now. He's got a great ear. I could easily see, listening to the song, I could easily see him work with Stiz. Too, I yeah. think that they would they would be great on a track together. You know what I mean? It seems like Lil Rich under, like, sees that. I don't know if they're ever going to work together like Stiz and Bouvet, but they have that, you know, that guy, that yeah, rich Lil Rich in the oh, middle. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is this is a great track, and uh, super excited that you know, more guys out in Boston are trying to make names for themselves, yeah. getting bigger, yeah, and right. he's and he's working in L.A. So big shout out to Bouve, keep doing your thing. And last but not least, Hero the MC with the weight. Wanted to live good, so I started living great. Wanted a full stomach, so I had to fill the plate. Hoping I get to see my homies at the heaven gates. But the fiends in my city, man, they never correlate. Got dreams bigger than B.I.G. had. But I'm not playing, just saying need a bed. Never said if I was meditated in the lab. Press play and relax, but the record's gonna smash. Back to back like Trizzy on beef mode. You can ask me, did his ass like a free throw. He can say we dope and that would be no lie. I don't even feel it and tell me that Boston be really fly since seven. 76 plus 30, I've been buried. Eight years old, trying to make it in the bury. World turned upside down, it got scurry, so I hurried back to the fucking Roxbury. Who's gonna take the weight? Who's gonna take the weight? All right, Roxbury MC. I had, I, I, just, I had to say that again because <laughs> he just recently changed his name to Hero the MC. Well, I, honestly, I'm actually glad he did that because he's a lot easier to find on mm-hmm. s- streaming yeah. services now. If you type in Hero, there's like a million heroes. It took me forever. It's unbelievable. Hero the MC pops right up. Uh, so smart smart move on him for doing that. But either way, uh, and, he, and he is an MC. He's a, he's a spitter. Out of these guys, he's like probably like the real – like. The true, like, old school, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, understands the history, all that shit. Uh, clearly on this song, if you can hear it, he's paying tribute to his favorite artist ever. Another Roxbury MC guru, or the late guru and gang star, who, when Hero came on our our uh, our show, he talked a lot about how much he likes Gangstar and, like, the influence that Gangstar had on him. Uh, the beat is really cool, man. This sounds different than a lot of what he's done in the past. Uh, it's eerie. It almost sounds like a bunch of uh, like bones clunking together or something like that. It has that like really cool xylophone in there. Almost even sounds like it could be off of uh, like a Quemini from Outcast. I thought like it had it had those vibes to it. This song is just like straight bars, man. Like he's so much lyrical content on this. He uh, the hero kind of brings it back. You know what I mean? And and he he does that in all of his music, though. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a guy that just that just loves to to. Pay homage to all the old school guys and definitely he, old school vibes. Oh yeah, sure. oh he's yeah. got it, man. Uh, definitely, guys, got to check out his bars in the park if you haven't seen that. I think mm. as of now, when we're recording this, he has one out. Uh, I think he's trying to do a bunch more, so definitely be on the lookout for those. And I think we're going to be involved in some of the stuff, some of those that he's doing. So definitely check out uh, this. And then he actually has this is actually a single that's going on a project, and I've heard some of the other singles that are going to be coming out after this. And they're just as good, if not better. Hero's a guy that I was always worried about. And this was why. I was always worried about him boxing himself in. Mm. 
And but with a lot of the songs he's coming out with now, you're actually really starting to hear him kind of branch out and, and hear this hear him do some different sounds. So I can't wait for everybody else to hear like some of the other stuff he's got coming out because I think he's evolving in his sound as well. And again, it's just a testament to a lot of these guys understanding, you know, that versatility is is key. You know what I'm saying? And kind of trying to get as many ears as possible. So. But this song, man, in particular, I just, ugh, I just, it brings me back. Like when I go, when I hear Hero, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm 12 again, listening yeah. to Gangstar and yeah. Outcast and all these guys, Biggie for the first time. Like once the, once I started first hearing these guys, like back when I was a kid, like he just, he just does that. He's got me. that Nas. aggressive flow, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that does the one thing. That is his staple, where like he He's comes like, in hard yeah. every time with his bars. Like you know what I mean. So he sounds great, and he's probably a great battle rapper. <laughs> oh, I would be scared, scared, yeah. dude. That dude would spit bars around me, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like, put me just, like popping. He put me. He put me six feet deep, literally on his. Yeah, seriously. So huge shout out to Hero, uh, guy that plugs us all the time. So I had to show him some love on here too for his new single, The Weight, that's getting a lot of a lot of buzz. So. And uh, oh, and old head Ed approved of it as well. Uh, I was Bruce just gonna say, I'm sure he loves this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he dug it. He he reposted it. He was like, uh, in uh, tuning in from Roxbury, Massachusetts. Like all yeah, the way. This is right up his alley. <laughs> right up his sure. alley, hundred percent. So anyway, so big shout out to those guys. So that is our Boston Artist Review Volume 5, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to hear these songs in full, make sure you go check out our Best of Boston playlist, which is linked in the description of this episode. And, of course, our socials, Instagram, the website, the blog, all that stuff is also linked in the descriptions as well. Uh, Check out any of the new guest speaker episodes we have recently done via quarantine. Uh, Those are all out on YouTube and streaming platforms as well. And yeah, guys, I appreciate you being here and and sticking it out. And we will be back next week with another episode. And in a couple and a week after that, we will do another Boston Artist Review. So tune in for more to come as well. And I think that's it for today. And uh, again, thank you so much for being here with us. I am Mike. I'm Sam. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is dismissed. Turntable Teachers.